Hey guys, welcome back to the Rights Podcast. Today, I'm recording with Christy Brewer. We'll be discussing remote coaching and things you should be looking for in a remote coach. I hope you enjoy this podcast and be sure to subscribe. Hi, Christy. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So I brought Christy on everyone to help me with, uh, I think, a pretty important podcast, which is how to like pick your coach slash things you should be looking for in a coach. So hopefully everyone enjoys this topic and we're able to provide some insightful information. <laughs> yes. Good times with listening and coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I think that we'll start probably with like some hard things that you need to find in a coach and kind of expand on those. And then people can kind of go, okay, if I'm not getting these things, then it may be best to move on. And we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so I guess we should start with feedback timeline, because that seems to be something that I think over the years I've had struggle with a lot of coaches with um, coaches should be giving you feedback. Would you agree, Christy? <laughs> yes, definitely. And I think it, there's also a understanding of personality. So I know for me, I like more consistent and timely feedback where others, you know, are, are okay getting yes feedback. Um, but, but, potentially on less of a consistent basis. Um, and so it all just depends on my opinion on personality um, and your agreement with your coach. And so also a big thing for me is understanding like what that agreement is. <laughs> so I like, if I, if you tell me to send this many videos, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so um, yes, for me, I love consistent feedback, but yeah. it doesn't, um, and I think I would, would like to clarify that I am a remote athlete. And so I don't get that. Um, and I believe that is the general focus of this conversation is that from a remote athlete perspective, um, because we're not getting that feedback in the moment. It's not, Hey, I do this lift and there's immediate cue response. It is, I did my entire training. And I was by myself or I was in a gym, but I was not with my coach. And so now what? Yeah. You need to be able to have that feedback to know what to fix. Correct. So there's a couple different types of feedback. Like in my experience, I've gotten, so I've had coaches that do email again, if, if you want, like you're okay with getting just feedback once every couple days, then email might be okay for you. Um, coaches to do text messaging, which is preferable for me because that's pretty quick. Um, same with Facebook Messenger. Um, for all my remote athletes, I'm sure plenty of people have used that. And then Zoom is a big one. Like, mm -hmm. I'm really happy to see coaches using Zoom. That's like, if your coach has the time to maybe like set up a Zoom meeting with a few athletes a week, that's awesome because like it's immediate feedback, which is obviously like the one thing as a remote athlete you almost never get. Because Correct. you're by yourself. So you'll be like, why is the snatch falling forwards? And unless you're able to get pretty immediate feedback, you're like, I'm having a terrible day. And the coach is like, all you need to do is pull the bar back a little more. And you're like, damn, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I personally have not had a Zoom session ever. 
for lifting. I have seen others do it. It looks amazing, but I, I don't have a personal experience of how that played out. Um, but it looks like a, um, a beneficial opportunity. I'm be the honest. The first person I ever did it with was Don, mm-hmm. but like I said, I always joke Don had like all day. Don was like a full time weightlifting coach. So if you're, it just depends on your coach. Most of the coaches out there have full time jobs. Mm-hmm. So being able to like set aside time during the day to sit at a computer and watch a lift may not be a feasible option for a number of coaches. Right. And then to my, to your end. So I had originally started with sending text, um, text of my videos and getting text responses. And that actually, while it was nice because I was, it was easier for me to send those videos via text, but it, was not, um, the response wasn't as consistent because what am I trying to say to me, text messages can get lost. You can't categorize them. You can't filter them. And so what actually became more efficient for me was putting my videos in the training software and then, um, getting an email response actually be, um, has shown to be more effective for me as well as, um, the coach is able to type versus text. And so I got a more detailed response. And so, uh-huh. yeah, I again, can see that too. Yeah. Like it really does it, in my opinion, what I've learned because we've tried the texting, we've tried the Google sheets, we've tried quite a bit of different things. And so finding what works for you and the coach, because I thought texting was going to be awesome and it was awesome, but um, it was harder because someone who gets a lot of text messages, your text can so fall, fall so far down that ladder um, that if they've already read it, but wasn't able to respond, it can be forgotten, you know, because you can't mark it unread. Like you can mark an email unread. Um, and so finding what works for you and the coach, it is a hundred percent not a one size fits all. Correct. I would agree <laughs> with that statement. And I would say a lot of times, even text, like as a remote athlete, you're getting the feedback just because you got it, then remembering to apply it at the next training, which could be a week from that training day. Yeah. And not completely forgetting what they mentioned. Being like, (laughs) oh yeah, that's right. I was supposed to remove my hands out a little bit. I forgot about that. Yeah. I actually will write down the feedback. And so I'll write down my training. I have like a training log. I'll write it down. I write down my, how it went, like all my feedback. And then when I get feedback from the coach, I'll have to go insert it back. And so that there's a written dialogue that I can reference because it does things. You can get quite a bit of feedback that needs to be filtered and remembered. Yes. I agree with that statement. And that's why Zoom can be kind of nice because like in the middle of the lift, the coach can be like, pull the bar back. You know, I mean, like it's like having someone in person. Um But again, that's not feasible for everybody. And for some people, they might not be able to come up with a time if you're on East Coast and they're on West Coast to even make that work. Yeah. 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 I would say most coaches obviously prefer an in-person athlete over a remote athlete because remote athletes are more challenging because they have to follow through with corrections versus being able to be constantly reminded. Yeah. It's definitely more, it becomes more of a one-on-one experience. And I, I believe that it's, it's more work 
on both ends. Because as an athlete, now you have to record every lift, trim it, combine it, send it, and remember to do that versus just training. So it's being a remote athlete is a lot more admin (laughs) than just lifting. I, I agree with that statement. And then I guess on top of feedback, the other thing besides your coach should be giving you feedback. The other thing that I think would be pretty darn important is your programming. Like what type of programming are you getting? And are you getting it, you know, in a reasonable time frame where you can actually utilize it? Um, I would say those are like two hard things on my end, at least. I don't know about you, Christy, where I'm like, I need those things or else like, I'm, I might change coaches. <laughs> right. Yeah. So regarding programming, I have had a numerous, numerous scenarios. I I've had coaches that write the programming by the day. And that was hard for me. I never knew what to expect, what to prepare for mentally, physically, as well as resting as a mother, I'm juggling a lot on my plate and, you know, between running the kids, it's not just me managing my schedule I'm managing a lot of people's schedules and so when I know that I have you know a tough day or a tough week coming up whether that's volume or intensity I will factor in more time for recovery and just general rest rather than cramming in a bunch of errands and so for me the day-to-day was very hard uh, even getting just the weeks I I like to see an overview. What, what is this cycle going to look like? When am I going to, when are things going to, you know, get more intense? And so that I can plan. And I'm just, I'm a person who likes to plan. And so that's the kind of things that will help me be, um, be more prepared to, for my training. Yes. I've, I've had both coaches. I've had coaches that program weekly, um, coaches that do by the day, and I've had coaches that do it by like the whole cycle. I've had all three. Um, I'm be honest. I do not. I'm with you. The day is too challenging. Um, weekly, I'm okay because I can like look at my week and go, okay, like that day might be a little bit tougher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, and then by this whole cycle, I'm going to be honest. I'm so like single task oriented that seeing a big picture like that actually can be overwhelming for me Mm. versus where like, I don't need all, I mean, I thought I needed all that at one point, but I recognize like the reality is like, I will be overthrown with the material and like lose track of the smaller details. If that makes sense. Like I'll just be so focused on the whole picture I'll lose track of all the small stuff along the way versus like going more like day by day, week by week to some degree. That's easier for me to like, okay, this is all I need to worry about. I don't need to worry about that snatch five weeks from now Um, or how I'm going to (laughs) feel. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then um, I guess the next thing is like when you're choosing a coach, like how committed you are to the, um, the pr- your program would be probably the next thing. Cause like, again, as programming becomes more complex, I would say like that you're most likely getting a higher level coach and that also increases price sometimes. So like, if you know that like, you don't have that much of a commitment to weightlifting. I mean, I don't know who's listening to this that might not have that much of a commitment. You might not need, you know, 
a coach that's that committed to your program. You might be able to get someone that's just like not a national level coach. Like you might be okay with just someone like me writing your program versus someone like Walt or Spencer Arnold. Like you might be okay with like another athlete writing your program essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. And that honestly just comes down to, like you said, kind of your goals, your commitment for time and money and, and ultimately that expertise, um, as well as professionalism, I believe that, um, you know, what you want and finding that coach that aligns with your goals, because ultimately it is a two way street. You as an athlete, um, have to be just as committed as the coach. And, you know, when you're both not on the same page, then that relationship begins to fall apart. So it's always a two-way relationship on commitment, um, communication, everything really truly does have to come down from both sides giving um, and participating. Correct. Yeah. If you're not doing your part, then they will not meet you there. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to put this as a little thing. Cost doesn't always equal quality. Um, because there are people that are more expensive and I don't think like the cost of you, if you're determining like the value of a coach based on how much they cost, that might not be the best way to do it. I would look more like at their track record. Correct. Like, oh yeah. Are they national <laughs> athletes? Did they start their athletes? How long are their athletes with them? You could probably even message athletes. I've had plenty of people message me about my coaches. Yeah. Um, like message other athletes. Most most of us are willing to give an honest opinion of how we like our coach. Right. Um, some I people think... may not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things is definitely not what they have on their bio, on their um, page, because all of us are going to put our best foot forward when we put out a biography and on our website. That's, um, in my opinion, like that's just all the good stuff. So the best thing you can do is reach out to people. And 100%, I believe that talking to, it's just like a review and a testimonial from any company. You want to hear a firsthand experience. And the best way to get that is talking to the athletes, as well as how long has the athlete been with them? And how long generally are their athletes with them? I think that's a huge indicator, as well as, um, the type of athletes that they coach, I believe that each team has, um, a personality, I guess yeah, you would correct. say it. And so what is the personality of those athletes? Um, what is the level of their dedication? What is, how do they get along? How does the coach foster a team environment? Is it more team led or I mean is it more athletes or is it more driven by the coach and so understanding the atmosphere and the um, attitude I guess that is portrayed from the coach because there's some coaches um, that it's you know it's all fun there's some coaches that it's more all business I don't know like you just have to understand it's not just about programming (laughs) Um, There is a lot of personality involved and understanding that dynamic. Yeah. And that's probably the most important part. We think we concluded between the two of us communication and there being like a mutual respect for each other and like 
that type of stuff is going to be more important than how great their programming is. You have to click with the coach and the team. Yeah. And that's huge I mean, because it's culture. Yeah. Yeah. A huge culture is huge. And ultimately while you're getting your programming from the coach, when you go to competitions, you being part of a team, in my opinion, is something that is amazing. And to have, know that you are connected and involved with all these people, like that is amazing. I love the sport of weightlifting because of the people. Like, yes, I am putting in the work for my individual results, but the ultimate um, opportunity is the experience to engage um, and get to know all these people from all over. And so, I don't know. I just think the people and the experience is a huge part in this whole journey. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, I always say it's it's more of a journey than a final destination. <laughs> yeah, winning nationals isn't the big deal. It's all about all the it's all the things before that and the meeting the people and making friends with people. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll definitely, I definitely want that national title. Uh, I'm going for it. But <laughs> like. <laughs> You can't hate the process um, along the way. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I feel like that um, sometimes like we overvalue the final result versus like all the things that came before it. I don't know. I feel like when you talk to most Olympians, like the gold medal is great, but it was the whole, all the things that led up to that gold medal. Oh, yes. Not 100%. like they throw out the gold medal or anything, but <laughs> they're just saying like it's more the process. Yeah. I mean, that's just the capstone because in reality, it, it really is. You have to enjoy the training. And what comes down to enjoying training is making progress. And what comes down to making progress is not just the numbers and words on a page but the communication and that um, the attitude and the energy. And so all of that really is accumulation into your total experience that develops into this opportunity to win those national titles or Olympics. Um, And so the nitty gritty day to day, um, you have to really enjoy that, that process. Yeah. It's, it's really hard when you see people that don't really, they're like, ah, they like don't really enjoy the process. And you're like, it's really hard to get to the end goal of something like so prestigious like that. I feel like without learning to enjoy the process, because the amount of effort and skill required to get good at weightlifting. Oh, dude. And yeah, honestly, it's not for everybody. And it, and I think that's totally okay. Ultimately, you need to find something that you truly enjoy because it's going to suck. Like, there's going to be a lot of days that suck more than days that are like, this is the best thing in this world, you know? Um, And so if you don't truly enjoy the grind, um, then there potentially needs to, there needs to be a change, whether that's a sport or a change in coach or atmosphere um, so that you can enjoy it. Correct. Yeah, I, uh, super important. I've, I've had enough like different teams to say I've seen like various cultures. And for me, it was definitely about finding the right fit. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, understanding myself well enough to know which is the right fit, if that makes sense. Yes. Sometimes I think there is a process in some of that. And obviously, some people get lucky and they just land the right person right away and they just know. I feel like I moved around quite a bit. And some of that was for reasons out of my control. Others were definitely for reasons within my control. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Another thing I like to do is uh, do listen to the podcasts with people mm. um, to hear like more of their insights of how they coach. Sometimes those can be misleading because again, it's like kind of like social media where people put their best foot forwards. Oh yeah, I think somebody. Can you hear my dog? Someone's at my front door. And my dog is just barking her head off. Sorry, yeah. fan. <laughs> um, I'm like that's so annoying, and I cannot make this person go away. Um, that being said, also trying a camp. Um, because oh, I like that. if you go to a camp, you can actually experience them mm-hmm. in their environment. Because how yes. how are they interacting with other people? Honestly, I would love to see somebody um, how even at a competition. So watch how they're interacting with their athletes, with the other athletes um, who aren't competing. And so seeing them under a stressful situation or um, just, I think a camp as well as um, at a competition are both great opportunities to get to know somebody versus having an interview over the phone. Yes. Because sometimes like you can just look at their interactions with other athletes and tell a lot about a person from that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. I, are they respecting them or are they like, can they be degrading? Yeah. I hate to say that, but there are well, some people where I'm like, wow, that was very degrading. <laughs> um, yeah. And also uh, how, um, how do they interact with people who are not on their team in the sense of, do they, and again, this is depends on what you value or what you find important. But for me is, how how do they get along with the USA weightlifting community as a whole? So your team, you get to select and choose. And so you are going to generally pick those people that align with your personality and you get along with. Okay, awesome. You get along with the people that you chose. How do you get along with the people, you know, everybody else, you know, that general respect, do you have friendships? Um, because there's some coaches, I love this. I love going to a competition and say, um, your coach can't be there. And so now they, they help you find help. And it's um, from another team. Like I've seen Amy Everett and Spencer work together. And I think that is so cool. Like they are totally two different um coaches with their own teams and their own goals but yet here they are willing to help each other under you know certain situations and I think that's really cool yes I also say that with that that you're right having respect for other people there's also a lot of politics in weightlifting (laughs) so um whether people admit that or not I do find sometimes like I kind of want my coach not to you know be on bad terms with everybody like that's gonna make your life a lot harder uh-huh is your coach is burning bridges before you even get a chance to build them yeah um <laughs> so like you don't really want to be like burning other people on the way because like ultimately at the end of the day it's team usa and we're all on the same team mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not i mean we're we're fighting we're whatever fighting we're competing <laughs> against each other um on u.s soil but at the end of the day we're all fighting for the same goals if that makes sense for the as a unit yeah always yeah Yeah. anything else you can think of christy yeah no that was 
um, my biggest thing is um, how they interact with their own team, but also how they interact with everybody else, I think is a huge indicator in their, their personality of um, value as well as communication. Yes. And, and values are super important. Cause again, like finding someone that aligns with yours. Cause I, I really enjoyed Don quite a bit, but Don did get his fair share of arguments. Um, <laughs> I love him dearly, but we got a fair share of arguments where like, I'm pretty um, quiet out of me. I'm not really trying to argue with people. I mean, like right. if you, if I don't make the lift, I don't make the lift. Like I don't really want to argue about it. Um, I'd rather just kind of like let it go and move on where right. some people will try to like argue stuff. And it's like, the once the judges have made their decision and the referees in the back have made a second decision, like you're not going to change their mind by, you know, raising your voice. Like <laughs> the decision's been made. <laughs> yes. Um rarely but, are rarely are those decisions overturned. I know. It's like, well, that was that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to ask, like, what did you see? I've had calls where like everyone came up and was like it was a bad call um but that's just life like sometimes things it wasn't meant to be like that's kind of how i see it it just that wasn't meant to be there was a reason for that yeah um but yeah i I want people to align with my values and i have had to move around i've had my fair share of switching coaches um i kind of say like again i had to almost felt like i was trying on different uh coaching styles Mm -hmm. to kind of be like is this the perfect fit and like what about that makes the perfect fit? To be honest, what makes the perfect fit about Wall is we just had very good communication together. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, we didn't. But sometimes I will say you might have to leave and come back and be okay with admitting your fault. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have to leave and like realize the grass is not always greener or the grass is not the right grass for you <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to know what, what you need, essentially right yeah and hopefully people find this helpful the other thing i would do is when you're like again reach out to people reach out to me and christy uh ask around uh find out make sure that they're developing their athletes too because i will say there's a lot of people who maybe aren't developing athletes and if you're a newer athlete you want someone that's not afraid to like put in the time and effort to develop you and not just take people as they get good. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, some people will try to like pick up athletes as they hit their peak, which isn't necessarily coaching. In my opinion, I think coaching is starting from the ground, the grassroots level, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, just comes down to where you're at in your career and where you want to go, where you ultimately see yourself. Um, So be willing to invest in a coach for the long term um, is, yeah, be willing to invest in the coach. Yeah, and then hopefully the coach is equally as invested in you, and that's something else I find out. Um, I don't want a coach that doesn't see the potential that I think I see in myself, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, if someone comes up to me and says, these are my goals, I want you to be realistic with me. Like, I know realistically what's possible for me and what may be, like, far-reaching. But I also don't want you to not even believe I can be a national champion. Then I really don't want you as my coach. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? So you want someone that equals. Sorry. Apparently my 
we lost the we lost the recording. No, the recording's still there, but we lost connection. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, my dog's done barking now. That was really frustrating. Um, <laughs> I was like, "How do I shut up my dog from upstairs?" Oh, I can't. I just have to let her bark. <laughs> um, yeah, but I would say that's one thing. Like, I really enjoyed about Don is he just really had a very big belief in his athletes, and that you kind of want to coach that like sees your future or believes in you almost more than you believe in yourself sometimes because as an athlete there are definitely gonna be days where you're just like down and out now do I think there's people that like over believe in themselves yeah kind of but like that's not necessarily a bad thing either right (laughs) like so what maybe they'll prove everybody wrong you might be surprised (laughs) yeah yeah trying to think if there's anything else that people might need to know about coaching um so there are people that put their programming in like excel drives mm-hmm. where you can like see it all and then there's some people that send them by email um make sure you're recording your own stuff because when you leave from coach to coach you want to have that those details for the next coach as well yeah how do you track yours i'm curious I put all mine's in a book now. Um, I have a, but I have like thirty books. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I track like almost everything. I used to put all my stuff into True Coach, mm-hmm. and then I recognized that was just way too time consuming for me. Where I, I would prefer pen and paper for myself mm-hmm. and for my clients. I use True Coach, but for me, I use um pen and paper because I can go back and see and to be honest it ebbs and flows anyways so you get like worse before you get better and so sometimes it's best just to close your eyes and be like it's okay it's gonna go down before it goes up and vice versa (laughs) it goes up and it comes back down (laughs) yeah yeah also to maybe making sure that coach like what are their viewpoints on like drugs too um yeah I really, like, I'm very adamant about, like, clean sports. So, like, there are, I'm not going to say there are, but I'm sure there are coaches that are not. So, like, know your stance on that. And, like, know who you're, get, who you're getting in. I, want, I don't want to say in bed. That sounds wrong. But, yeah. I mean, kind of. Know who you're getting in bed with. Cause, like, yeah, know who you're dating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you might, you might get tied into something you don't want to be tied into. If that right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there definitely should be um, a hard understanding on that of your values. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just know, like, if something hits the fan, that USADA and Yabada will be calling you if you were at all anywhere near anything that even remotely looks like that. So um, you just want to know, like, you don't want to have to deal with that, actually, if you Mm -hmm. can avoid it. (laughs) <laughs> I want not like I hear drugs and I run I'm like I'm good I, <laughs> I'm out I want nothing to do with it I don't want to talk about it I don't want to be associated with it yeah yeah I'm the same so, peace out yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll see you later and like I don't even need to say anything like I think that doesn't involve an explanation <laughs> yeah so yeah I would say the biggest thing going back to um this remote athlete and coaching is and we all know this, but it's communication. So be willing to have that hard conversation of this is going well, this is going bad. Um, honestly, everyone has a different expectations 
Um, and so unless you communicate your expectations to the coach, they, you won't see eye to eye. So be willing to have that hard communication of, Hey, like I need more feedback. Hey, I need to see my training. Um, I need this. And if the coach can provide that to you, awesome. If not have that conversation of, Hey, I'm looking at options. I think that if you are, if it comes to the point where you have exhausted opportunities and explored options and those options are no longer working and you do choose to part ways, be cool and have that conversation with your coach first. Don't like, you know, be shady. (laughs) Um, Because as you said, like, don't burn bridges at the end of the day. Um, you just like, it is a whole organization and you don't want to burn bridges. So be willing to have those hard conversations and maintain relationships. Yeah, I would agree with that. Cause that is like a big thing that I, I think like as females, maybe this is going to be bad, but maybe it's like a sex <laughs> thing, but as females, I think we really have a hard time being like, yo, like, this is what we need. We tend to like, subtly give cues with the hope that like these people will read our minds versus just being like very direct this is what I need without this I will move on please don't be offended um and even still know if like you're not getting what you need and you do move on I don't care how you do it there's there's sometimes hurt feelings especially if it was a coach that developed you for many years yeah because they feel like I just invested all this time in you and now you're just walking away yeah. And they feel like an unfinished completion of a project, kind of, I think. They kind of see you as a project and they feel like you didn't give them a chance to finish the project. Yeah, that's a very well, very well put. Um, yeah, it's an, it's a, an interesting and delicate relationships. <laughs> I mean, you see <laughs> but, that but that's relationships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can see it, like, the, within the, I hate to say this, within the drama of USA weightlifting, you can see a number of cases where athletes have broken from coaches, and it becomes, um, like, a social media frenzy, kind of, <laughs> but also, like, a Reddit and podcast, like, it becomes yeah. a, little, a little nutsy, um, and it's the unfortunate part is, again, Everyone should be working towards the same goal, clean sport, weightlifting, Team USA. Like at the end of the day, although everyone's competing, we're all still working for the same cohesive idea, essentially. Mm -hmm. So you would hope that your coach would be invested enough to still keep communication with you, even if you burn that bridge, kind of. But some people just can't do that. Like, I'm be honest, Don cannot keep a communication once you broke it off with him. Um, I can say that because he's dead. He probably won't appreciate that. But um, <laughs> uh, where like Walt was always keeping communication, even when he wasn't coaching me, he still would reach out and just check in. And I think that's cool. that that's super important. That's a sign of just like a genuinely decent person versus like someone that just saw you as like a ne- their next paycheck. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it's hard. Like, I think yeah. it's once you decide to move on, that coach also has to decide to move on and start focusing on um, focusing their time and energy on athletes that they still coach. And so, oh, yeah, 
you know, you do have to understand, like, like any relationship, there is this time, this period of awkwardness. Um, but, um, yeah, it just comes down to, is it the right fit? Is it not? Did you try to fix it? Did you try to work at it? If you exhausted those opportunities, um, then, then cross that bridge, but don't immediately jump to crossing the bridge. Correct. Yes. And I think that's, um, very well said something that like an experience I've learned the hard way (laughs) 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 like let me try out a couple different people um I I think how many coaches have I had I've had a lot (laughs) yeah I mean I start I think the mistake was I started with my spouse which you're never going to get more commitment than that um (laughs) yeah that doesn't work for me they live with you. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's who my spouse introduced me to weightlifting. Like I would have not been in weightlifting if it wasn't for my husband. Um, yeah. I don't know. It is kind of an interesting and challenging thing working with coaches because you're working with people and mm-hmm. people are all different and unique and how one person is, isn't how the next one will act and how you are with one might not be how you are with another and understanding people are people and, and they're also like, there's going to be errors along the way and, and also learning to forgive on some things. Right. Yep. Cause coaches are going to make mistakes. Might write a program be like, okay, well that one did not work. Back <laughs> to the drawing board. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus you, they're fallible. So you got to give them a chance. Which is yeah. also on the athlete. If you're not giving the coach anything to work with, if you're not providing them video, if you're not providing them, um, insight on how you feel, insight on how you are putting in time for your effort of recovery and nutrition outside of what you sent them on a video, um, then they cannot adjust your program. Like it truly does come down to what are you putting into the system so that the system can give you back, um, like adjust accordingly. Does that make sense? Like, yes. Yeah. Like you as an athlete are very, have to put in just as much, if not more to make that system work. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't miss training. Like if you're missing training, I love the people who aren't doing their accessory work. That's my favorite ones to hear about. I'm like, (laughs) if he wrote it in the program, there's a reason it's in the program. Yeah. Like there's a, it's for your health. And safety, probably, to keep you balanced. But it's okay. It's cool. Um, <laughs> yep. You can just... I, I'm the person, like, if it's in the program, it's getting done. And if it's not getting done, you're getting a text message saying, I literally have no energy left. There's no way this is going to get completed. <laughs> but, like, they're being told that that's happening versus, yeah. like, just not doing it. Oh, by the way, I skipped the accessory work the past seven weeks. Yep. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, there's also an option on Anchor to send us questions. So if anybody has any questions or things we didn't cover, we can come back and answer those questions once they come in. So hopefully people will do that, too. I'd love to hear, like, things people aren't sure about (laughs) when it comes to coaching. Uh, Also, USA Weightlifting has, like, a website where you can, like, plug in your state and find the closest coach to you. That might be the best place to always start. Uh-oh. I lost Christy again. <laughs> well, I think I lost Christy, so we're going to sign off for today. And again, we hope to see you guys soon. <laughs>